Welcome to the Dukesville podcast by the James Madison Center for Civic Engagement, a podcast for JMU students seeking to learn more about civic engagement, our campus, and what it means to be a civically engaged member of our college community. I'm Leah Cerevel, a junior anthropology major and fellow for the Madison Center for Civic Engagement. And I'm Aaron Boffman, a senior philosophy major and fellow for the Madison Center. Today, we will be discussing whether Dukes vote in the midterms. We will be taking a look at NSOLVE data from 2018 and 2020 here at JMU. Tell me about tell me about NSOLVE data, Aaron. What is it? So NSOLVE stands for the National Study of Learning, Voting, and Engagement. It's uh, run by Tufts University and includes any and all statistics you can think of in regard to voter and registration rates on campuses across the country. Uh, also, shout out to our democracy fellow, Alex, for pulling on this data and info for us. The most recent data we have is the 2018 midterms and the 2020 general election. This information is also available on the JMU website if you're curious and want to take a look at the breakdowns yourself since we won't be covering all of them in this episode. They're pretty interesting. The link will be in the description of this episode as well. Uh, the most important thing we want to get across this episode is how dramatically voter turnout drops on our campus during midterms, uh, which is this year. Uh, on top of that, we'll be talking about what our rates look like compared to other campuses, uh, what your major says about your likelihood to vote, uh, what the stat it doesn't cover, and the reasons why JMU students don't vote. So let's start off with discussing the data. I know data is a little <laughs> scary if you're not a math major, so we'll try and make it as digestible as possible. In 2018, the last midterms, 81.5% of JMU students registered to vote. However, only 32.8% of enrolled students actually turned out to vote. And this number only rises to 40% when comparing all registered students. Aaron, what did this look like in the 2020 presidential election? So in 2020, 92% uh, of our student body was registered to vote, while only 81% of registered students voted, uh, making it such that only 75% of the student body overall uh, ended up showing up to the polls. Uh, so we're gonna take a closer look at why people don't turn out to vote later in the episode, but for now, let's talk about what JMU looks like compared to other campuses across the country. In the 2020 presidential election, JMU's voter rate was 8.6% higher than the national institutional average. But in 2018, during the midterms, our turnout was 6.3% lower than the national institutional average. So historically, JMU students vote much less in the midterms than during the presidential election. But during presidential elections, we show that our students are capable and can turn out amazing numbers in the polls. So we see a problem arise during the midterms, which is also why we're doing this podcast. So let's get into how majors factor into voting rates. So what major are you again, Leah? Anthropology. Hmm. I'm a philosophy and religion major. Uh, according to the Insolve data, your major beats mine with a rate of 76% for the liberal arts and humanities. Uh, philosophy and religion had a rate of 70% in 2020. But overall, and in order, at JMU, uh, the lowest voter rates are in computer and informational sciences with 67%, business management and marketing with a 68% turnout, and engineering and engineering technologies with a 69% turnout. Uh, STEM majors or business majors have the lowest uh, voting rates overall, and the highest rates in order can be found in English language and literature with an 87%, public administration with an 85%, followed by education with 83%. And surprisingly, the next highest with an 81% is visual and performing arts, which we did not expect while writing this podcast. So the range is between 68% and 87% overall. So the margins aren't huge. However, the tendency for liberal arts, education, and performing arts to have higher rates 
and STEM and business have lower rates is reflected across elections. So make sure to get your STEM and business major friends to the polls. So the data can only give us information on actual observed voting behavior, um, and as such cannot tell us why students do not vote or why their voting behavior changes between different elections. Uh, however, we feel that some safe inferences can be made um, about why that is, but we should definitely take them with a pinch of salt. One thing that might impact whether a student registered to vote does vote is where they're registered. For differing ballot options, especially during midterm years, may lead to different incentives at play when it comes to getting people out to vote. Could you give me an example of that? For sure. If a student is registered in a non-Harrisonburg locality, they might be more or less likely to vote depending on if there are any big ticket offices up for elections, such as senator or otherwise. Whereas a student registered in Harrisonburg in a year such as this may view the congressional election and local elections as less important. Would you say that the lack of incentivization for these quote unquote smaller ticket um, offices might map on to how people view the importance of the election? Absolutely not. I think one could go so far as to make the case that these smaller ticket elections, and especially the local components, are those which one's vote can have the most impact in and the results of which will be the most directly felt. For instance, while zoning and transportation might not get you riled up, you interact with the consequences thereof every day. And perhaps not needing to be riled up to get, up, to get out and vote might be a great thing. Do you think that where one lives could impact their likelihood of sitting out on an election, Aaron? Absolutely. I mean, if I lived on campus, I would likely be walking by or near Godwin Hall at some point during my normal day on election day, um, such that I wouldn't even need to really plan to vote. I just kind of happened to be in the area. Uh, but if I lived off campus as I do now, I am way less likely to just happen to be in the vicinity of my polling location, which is Thomas Harris Middle School. Now, it's also worth noting um, that one's field of study is likely to impact or at least map on to the voting behavior as we discussed earlier, right? 100%. For instance, a political science student is much more likely to interact with and have knowledge of an upcoming election due to the people they're around and the course material that they're interacting with. Now, do you think that having class on election day affects whether people end up voting or not? I, I'm sure there are some people whose class schedules on Tuesday combined with other commitments such as work, um, etc., make voting in person on election day more difficult than them than for others. Uh, so it'd probably be best to vote early with that in mind and make sure to intentionally carve out time to vote in your calendar beforehand. Um, but if your schedule is so uh, restrictive on election day, uh, it'd be worth emailing a professor about if they can work with you on that or not. So you just mentioned carving out time to vote. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it's uh, been shown that making a voting plan prior to the election makes someone 4.1% more likely to go out and actually vote. So it would be good to find a time to vote. So before election day, it'd be good to find a time on that day in which you can actually go and vote beforehand, also determining your voting location, how you will get there, and then also, if you can, how you intend to vote ahead of time. Um, in our last podcast episode, it was actually about writing a voting plan. So if you need help on that, you should go give it a listen. That makes so much sense. Uh, as mentioned throughout the episode, we want to remind everyone that a midterm is just as, if not more important than a quote unquote standard election year. For the offices, they're an impact and shape the communities we live in much more than a presidential election does, even though those are still important. So Dukes, uh, let's make sure we go out and vote in this midterm. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Dukes Vote podcast. We hope you enjoyed learning about whether Dukes vote in the midterms and make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast so you'd never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Duke's Vote podcast. 
Editing was done by Leia Surabell, Democracy Fellow for Communications in the Madison Center for Civic Engagement. Production was done by Leia Surabell and Aaron Boffman, Democracy Fellow for the Madison Center for Civic Engagement. Randy Budnikis, JMU Director of Digital Marketing, provides syndication for our program. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can connect and engage with us online at at JMU Civic on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Learn more about the James Madison Center for Civic Engagement at James Madison University at jmu.edu slash civic. We'll see you next time.